Welcome to podcasts recorded live at the Center for Spiritual Living in Portland, Oregon. Listen past the end of the podcast to find out more about our spiritual center and ways that you may collaborate with us. Happy Easter, everyone. I'm glad you're here. As you know, in the Science of Mind tradition, Easter represents for us a personal resurrection, the idea of, uh, of new life and new growth. And today I'm going to talk about that. Uh, but I think where I want to start actually is with our Easter joke. So it was inevitable, I suppose, but at seven years old, my son began to have doubts about the Easter bunny. He talked about it with other kids at school, and he watched an episode about rabbits on the Nature Channel. (laughs) Two days before Easter, he came to me, and it was much worse than I had thought. He said, I figured out something about the Easter Bunny, but I believe that it might also be true about Santa Claus and the Tooth Fairy. Well, I took a deep breath. My son had reached perhaps the end of childhood. Thinking he'd grown up too fast, too soon, I asked, What's that, son? They're all nocturnal. (laughs) Now, um, all right, so now whether you actually enjoyed that Easter joke or not, uh, I would like to use it to illustrate why we like jokes sort of in general. One of the reasons that I think we like jokes is they lead us down a certain path, and then if they're a good joke, uh, they deviate from the path at the end, right? There's a little twist or a little something that kind of gets you. And I want to talk today about what gets us in life, the things that get us out of our same old, same old track. In fact, that idea was floating around at our house this week. Have you heard that phrase when someone says, well, how are you doing? And they say, well, same old, same old, right? There not there an inertia to life? If we don't actively seek out newness, doesn't, don't our lives tend to just follow a same old, same old pattern? We have habits of work and play. We have habits at restaurants and places where we like to go. We have habits with our children, habits with uh, everyone and everything in our life. And if we do nothing different, if we think nothing different... Well, it will be same old, same old, right? That's the inertia that just keeps moving along. In Science of Mind, we talk about our thoughts becoming things, and if we have the same thoughts from day to day, you can imagine that, of course, our days will be largely similar. So no, no you know, misunderstanding there. It, it goes to show that if we don't make changes, we shouldn't expect changes. But reflecting back to the idea of our choir song here, if we really want to magnify the greatness of the divine itself, in fact, let me me ask you a question. Who here doesn't have some kind of aspiration moving forward? And you don't need to raise your hands, but but just, just think about your lives right now. I would bet everyone here would like something slightly improved, if not outright changed. I bet everyone here could use more love in their lives. I bet everyone here would like to to see themselves raised up in some way. 
I bet everyone here would like to see more uh, equality out in the world, that everyone here would like to, to stand for something perhaps that isn't quite fully orbed in the world right now, whether it's, uh, um, I don't know, equal pay for women, whether it's, right? Aren't there things that all of us want to see more of, more, uh, something that we'd like to claim either personally or for the human race in general? My fear is, unless we claim that, it's going to be same old, same old unless we take it upon ourselves in some active and positive way, if you will, to resurrect humanity, we can expect more of the same. And so my, uh, my talk today has to do with this idea of resurrection. And of course it has two pieces. In order for something new to be born, we have to make room for it. In order for there to be a resurrection, we do have to be willing to let go of our old ways of being. And that, I think, is, is more the trickier part in some ways than claiming something new. Have you ever noticed that sometimes people are very keen on a, a new idea, a new job, a new relationship, but yet they haven't really made room for it? I remember uh, when I was uh, doing counseling early on, uh, there, was, uh, there was a young gentleman that was, uh, was wanting to get a new job, an improved job, and, uh, and uh, so I was asking him about it, and he told me all the characteristics about it, why he would like that job. He was telling me about his uh, efforts at doing his resume and making sure that if he got an interview, he'd be set up for it. And I started listening to him, and I thought, well, this is interesting because I don't really think he has the education to get that job. I mean, if there are a whole bunch of applicants, my fear is... He would get overlooked because he didn't have some of the qualifications as he was talking about it. And he was also talking about it being a job downtown and the, and, and, and the young fellow uh, really didn't know anything about working downtown either. And I thought, well, this is interesting. And so the more we talked, the more I realized he was not going to get this job not because of his qualifications. He had really no idea, no way to embrace this new way of being. He was just being wishful, hopeful. Does everyone know what it means to be wishful, hopeful? When we just, wouldn't it be nice, in fact, it's usually preceded by, wouldn't it be nice if, wouldn't it be nice if I had this new job? Wouldn't it be swell if I got a raise? Wouldn't it be lovely if that special someone finally walked into my life? Well, the trouble with all of those is we actually haven't made room for them. We're still the single person. We're still the person in the old job. We're still the person that sees ourselves in that old way. And until we're re willing and ready to let go of it, until we actually make room for the newness, it's really unlikely to happen. The newness itself, though, uh, perhaps not that difficult. And in fact, Jesus, the master teacher uh, in um, Matthew 13, tells us exactly how we can find something new in our lives. He says, The kingdom of heaven is like leaven that a woman took and mixed into about 60 pounds of flour until it worked all the way through the dough. Well, in the Bible, Jesus always used parables to explain some of his teachings. And a parable just means that there's uh, stories at two levels. So first of all, uh, how many people here bake bread? Because <laughs> I probably need to explain what leaven is. Not very many. All right. <laughs> so bread, uh, good bread, bread that we enjoy, usually has air in it, right? 
uh, you've probably had one of those loaves that never raised up and was just uh, flat as a pancake and kind of tough and hard, right? Uh, Well, bread that we enjoy more has leaven in it or some means by which the dough rises. And it can be either yeast or, um, uh, um, I don't know, uh, sourdough starter, uh, something that leavens the bread and rises it up. Well, in the Bible, the idea of leaven is always used to talk about spiritual enlivening as well as the physical act of bread. And so what he's really saying here is, if you want your life to be more lively, You need to do something about it. You need to take action. And the idea of leaven, if we want that fundamentally improved life, we're going to have to change our recipes. We are going to have to do something different. We're going to have to think something different. But that's not the entire secret. Let me read the parable one more time, because really the secret is in the last little part. The kingdom of heaven is like a leaven that a woman took and mixed into about 60 pounds of flour. She worked it all the way through the dough. So it's not good enough just to take a pile of flour and put the yeast on the top, right? Nothing is going to happen. That's the wishful hopeful. That's just, you know, wouldn't it be nice if I had that new job? Wouldn't it be great if someone special worked into my life? To work it all the way through the dough means that you have to take your new idea Your new aspiration, you have to take that which you desire to have and really work it all the way through your lives. So let me give you uh, perhaps some clues on this. And we mentioned one already. Have you made room for it? Is there an actual availability for what you want to be in your life? Have you, the, the most important part is time. If you embark upon something new, whether it's a new exercise program or someone new that you're interested in dating, whether, you know, you name it, have you got the time that you can actually devote to it? Do you have the resources necessary? Do you have the education that's appropriate? Many of us are going to have to take steps to free up our calendars, free up maybe some uh, resources like money or other resources. Some of us may need to take a class if we want to try something brand new. Unless we're willing to do that, it's going to stay just that leaven sitting on top of the flour. Nothing is going to happen. The second piece of it, and I think this one makes sense, we need to have it in the midst of our life to the degree that at any moment you could say you're walking towards that goal or away from that goal. You might think of it as a spiritual rudder or you might think of it as a a spiritual compass so that every decision you make, you can ask yourself, well, am I closer to that dream? If I do this, am I closer to that dream? Or am I further away from that dream? And literally throughout the day as you're making decisions, especially important decisions, you'll ask yourself, is this an alignment? Think for a minute again about that inertia of life. If you don't pay attention as you're making decisions, if you don't get up in the morning with the thought of, here's the newness I want to explore, what's going to happen is you'll be on autopilot. What's going to happen is you'll slip back into the old ways of being, the old habits, the old uh, thought patterns, and you're going to have the same outcomes again. Even though you wish that newness, even though that new job is in your mind, clearly, unless you literally on a day-by-day basis, a decision-by-decision basis can say, yes, I am making progress, you are 
unapt to make progress. The last piece of it, I think also, it makes sense, and that is simply to feel the change. So in the science of mind, one of our beliefs is that it is our thoughts plus our feelings that drive a reasonable outcome in the world. So let's say, again, for an example, maybe it's, uh, uh, maybe it's more time with, uh, with your children that you want to have. Maybe you want to enjoy the livelihood that comes with kids more. So you would say to yourself, for instance, not only do I have thoughts of being with my kids, but I also want to have the emotions that I feel when I'm with them. Does that make sense? So that you're in alignment with your head and your heart. I guess that's the, the key piece of it. So if it's abundance you want, you want to have abundant thoughts and you want to have that sense of being fulfilled and successful. If it's more love that you want, you want to picture yourself and have loving thoughts, but you also want to evoke that feeling of love in your heart so that it's not only your mind that's involved, but also uh, the stake of your heart is involved as well. And when you put those two together, then you're going to move somewhere. So to incorporate the newness, to move this leaven into your life, if you will, the key idea is, again, awareness. You need to know what it's like. You need to make room for it. You need to know if you need to take classes or learn how to manage money better or whatever it is. You need to make it part of your decision-making process. So each day you can say, I'm getting closer to it, or oops, wait a minute, maybe not. I need to readjust here. And then finally, you need to put your heart into it. It needs to be not just a mental activity, uh, but really mix it in with your heart and soul as well. So today I would like to invite us to do a bit of a personal resurrection, if you will. And uh, bear with me, but I invite you to close your eyes for just a moment, and you'll, you'll see where we're headed, I think. So with your eyes closed and sitting comfortably, I'd invite you to picture some newness in your life, something that you would like to see different in your own life or in the world. And again, it, it really can be anything, just something that represents your heart's desire about de being different in your own life or in the world. And then just allow your imagination to show you what it looks like. So if this were true right now, if this heart's desire were yours to experience right now, what would it look like? What would the elements of it be like? Would you be with yourself or with friends? Would you be outside or inside? Be, begin filling in a whole picture about what your life would be like if this was true. And then make sure you're in the picture too. Not like a, a movie screen with other people, but, but visualize yourself actually in this newness. You might think about what you'd be wearing or, or how you'd look to put yourself more firmly in the picture yourself. And then lastly, bring in the emotional impact. How would you feel if this change had already occurred? Would you feel successful? Would you feel a greater love? Would you feel at peace? Would there be a sense of satisfaction? 
just make this vision of newness as real as you possibly can in your mind and in your heart. And then I'd like you to ask yourself a question. What needs to change for this vision to come about? Is there something in you that needs to change to have this vision come about? Do you need to release some self-doubts? Do you need to release worry or fear? Do you have ideas maybe of limitations that just need to be let go of? So while picturing this newness in your life, I'll picture, also picture the complete freedom to have that newness. All the obstacles have been let go of. You are free to experience that newness. Like leaven in the bread, we must mix this new idea, this new way of being, this new experience completely into our lives. I'm going to read a quote from Ernest Holmes. This is from his uh, book, Journey into Life. He says, Today the horizon is clear. The voyage starts anew. We are reborn. The true resurrection is not only from this life into the next. It takes place daily, hourly, as we shed the limited concepts of life and come into the vineyard to gather the fruit of the Spirit eternal. A person may be reborn, remade, and renewed in mind and body just through taking a little time to get acquainted with their better self just through coming to recognize the invisible and almost unknown guest who uh, accompanies everyone through life, that spiritual presence within. We are all on the pathway of an eternal existence, born anew daily, born of the divine spirit, and growing into the knowledge of what it really means to be a daughter or son of God. And gradually... As this knowledge comes to us and we follow the divine leading, we shall grow in spiritual power. We should resurrect ourselves to the joy and simplicity and spontaneity of life. We should leave the corpses of our dead yesterdays in the tomb of their own obscurity. We should live more abundantly in God this day and every day. When we shall come out of our tomb of ignorance and disbelief, How glorious shall be the dawn. Let us pray. There is one power, one presence, one life, one goodness. There is only this one thing. I call it God. I know throughout the religions of the world, it goes by many names, by by Lord, by Buddha, Emmanuel, all the many names of God. But I call it the one God. And I recognize that it is truly all there is. All the love, all the joy, all the peace, all the beauty, all the health, all of it divinely present, unlimitedly present in God itself. And so for each one of us who maybe has set an intention today, an idea of newness, a personal resurrection, I know that God takes those thoughts, takes those feelings, and makes them real in the world. 
that our thoughts indeed over time do become things. And so today I celebrate this newness that each person has chosen in their own mind and in their own heart. I celebrate it even as God brings it forth, even as our experiences of the world become in alignment with these desires. I recognize the blessing. And so for this truth, I'm grateful for this personal resurrection. I'm grateful for the hearts and the hands and the Spirit of God present in this room. I am grateful. I release this prayer into the activity, into the action of the law itself. I let it be. And together we say, and so it is. Thank you so much for being here today. Happy Easter, everyone. Happy Easter. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you happen to be in the Portland, Oregon area, we'd love to have you visit in person. The Portland Center for Spiritual Living is located at 6211 Northeast Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. We have inspirational services at 9 and 11 a.m. every Sunday. Our mission is to open hearts, ignite minds, and to make a difference. If you'd like to support our center and its podcasts, you can donate online at www.pcsl.us slash donate. Our website is also the place to learn more about what's going on at the center or to contact us. Allow us to become part of your extended community. Wherever you are on your spiritual journey, you are most welcome at the Center for Spiritual Living.